Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, my friends, and welcome to this, another episode of the Roto World Football Podcast. My name is Josh Norris, joined as always on this waiver wire edition by John Daigle. Mr. Daigle, how you feeling? Week 11. It's feeling like it's week 11. Uh, everyone makes the joke in the industry saying, oh, it's already week 11. And then I just keep responding. Yep, it feels that way. Certainly yep. feels like it's still week 11. A big change, though, coming up. Maybe we'll refresh the energy here for the home stretch because I am leaving the Silva Manor, unfortunately, mm-hmm. And uh, heading south, not only to see a little bit of family, but stop along the way in the mountains. So actually getting out this time. I remember you telling me this great fable mm-hmm. that you like. Storyteller. Like Bilbo Baggins was going to trek around Middle Earth and, you know, find these stops with great pastures, with great views, mountain ranges, lakes, Airbnb, start your own IG profile and, mm-hmm. you know, really lean into it, Daigle. But all that you have done is spend 12 weeks at the Silva Sanctuary. <laughs> I'm sure it has been fantastic and that you are just so connected there with the big fish in, in Evan Silva. But I, I'm sure you're also itching for some alone time. I was going to get credit anyhow for being unique and ditching my rent in place and then driving around the country uh, in isolation, by the way, in the mountains. So I guess it's still unique that I can say I lived with Evan Silva. Whereas who else can say that? I'll take it. It's been fun. It's been good, but it is time to move on. And perhaps after the season, I mean, we still don't know you and I personally, probably shouldn't say it's loud, but we don't know what's going to happen. So uh, maybe I'm back here. Maybe I still get that chance through next August to do whatever I want. Who knows, man? Look, I am enjoying going outside without a jacket on in November. I'm enjoying going outside and playing tennis Mm -hmm. in November. But this little deviation from the norm that I've had over the last seven years has been fun. It's been good. G- global warming still a winner, though. Still terrific. <laughs> 70, 70 degrees in Chicago in November. I'll, t- I'll take that anytime while I'm here. Uh, 100% hit rate it has on us right now. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. All right. Daigle, as everyone knows, you post your waiver wire column up on the site. It should be available there around 1 or 2 Eastern on Tuesdays. For more information on everything we're about to cover, everyone can go check it out there. And as we do in the column, we start here on the show with the drop list. You always like to highlight a few notable names, even ones that we spent priority draft picks on in August and September that we have regretted, but haven't wanted to cut ties with. Now, Daigle, the floor is yours to tell us to let go. I looked up the roster percentages and saw that Devin Singletary is still somehow rostered in 85% of Yahoo leagues. And what has happened now is that he's literally hit rock bottom, got out carried Zach by Zach Moss, 16 to six, the past two weeks out touched 19 to 10. Mind you, Devin Singletary only has a total of 10 touches the past two games. That is not a player you want to come close to. And in that span, it's still Josh Allen, of course, who leads both with two t- carries inside the 10-yard line. We've seen the past two weeks that O.C. Brian Dayball has leaned on Allen for 87 attempts to 22 running back carries. I don't know if that happens coming out of the bye, but the fact is the bye tells me that that's one more week you can't use Devin Singletary, and so you have to get away from him. Yeah, three of the last four weeks he has fewer or eight or fewer, I should say, rushing attempts, including the last two weeks, two attempts and then four attempts. And obviously – they're on their bye this week as well. So if you need that extra spot to pick up on the names we're about to talk about, that makes plenty of sense. And he was actually a member of the bus column last week, Daigle. And it was because one, Zach Moss has been back. And since Zach Moss has been back, you know, it's not just a one-person backfield, which right now, based on the touches, only one back should or could be hitting value on that. But it's also because he's not just being rostered, Daigle. He, he's being started. I mean, he was started around 50% of Yahoo Leagues last week. That's unbelievable for a player who's not getting any volume. And I think so much of it is people spending that fourth, the fifth, the sixth round pick on him in August and September and and still not wanting to break away from it because we have seen Brian Dayball lean on the run game in some scenarios. We saw it against the Raiders, the Patriots, so on and so forth. But right now, if unless like the defense that they're facing is bottom of the league in that area – and John Brown is back healthy. Gabriel Davis is emerging. It's very clear that this Bills offense is at their best when they're passing the football. The common retort is that Allen is actually the red zone back. So both Moss and Singletary are the losers here. That's not true, though. Uh, Allen may get some of the carries inside the red zone. But the fact is, what carry Singletary was getting previously, now he's not getting those either. So it is Zach Moss who is the primary running back. And you can stash him, but you really don't even have confidence in starting him right now. So Singletary is the third man on the totem pole there's no reason to keep him around because he only has value if moss misses time with an injury 
We're about to talk about some other running backs that are in line for much more volume than Devin Singletary. Anyone else on the drop list you want to highlight here, Daigle? The backs that had volume before Mark Ingram returned were J.K. Dobbins and Gus Ayers. What we Mm. saw Sunday night in Ingram's return is my worst fear, honestly, is that they went right back to a three-headed committee. Dobbins, 29 snaps, led the team with six touches, led the team in snaps, I should say, not the touches, of course, because Ingram played 17 snaps but got seven touches. Edwards, 15 snaps, eight touches. A Three-way slice down the middle, which is when the Ravens offense is at its worst because Markingham has not performed well this year. And now Dobbins and Edwards cannot emerge as they did as top 30 options, both of them, in the two games they had without Ingram. So if you need to part with any of them, I think it's totally fine. I still, like I said previously, like a month ago, I would like to stash Dobbins. But the fact is you cannot start Dobbins as long as Ingram is healthy or we see a change in the game plan from that backfield. This Ravens team is so disappointing. Like I keep waiting each week and thinking, you know, on Fridays and Saturdays that, oh, this Sunday is going to be the time that this Ravens team looks legit, that it looks like the 2019 version. And I thought, you know, heading into this Patriots contest, we talked about in the preview show that this was going to be it. I mean, this Patriots defense should not have been one that we give any respect to. The weather conditions were absolutely awful, and still they couldn't do it. And I don't know if it's going to get any better, Daigle. Like at this point, we need to really perceive the Ravens for who they're telling us they are, who they're showing us they are. And I also don't know if it's going to get any better because the offensive line injuries that they've had, namely, at left tackle with Ronnie Stanley, one of the best left tackles in the league. And we know so much of rushing success comes from run blocking. And I'm just not sure if, well, we know for certain the offense just isn't running at the same rate as it was last, last year. And I just don't see really improvement in the future either. I was tinkering with rankings this week already, and I had already started slipping on Marquise Brown. But now, how do you rank him inside the top 40? It's literally not possible. Uh, You can't trust him whatsoever. I do not have the courage to put him on the drop list because I am still hoping that he hits. But the fact is, like, you have to weigh these other decisions against other wide receiver threes every single week now because Marquise Brown has become more of a matchup-based play and not a matchup-proof one. Man, I just want the Ravens to be good. The NFL is better right now when the Ravens are good and and they're simply just not above league average. It's it's an issue that their defense wasn't even good on Sunday night. Like that's what should have carried them. So that was the bigger problem. I know. All right, let's get into the full list. Again, if you want more written content on these names, go and check out Diggle's column, which is on the front of the site. We start off with an old fantasy friend. His name, Kalen Balazs, who has taken hold of the Chargers' backfield over the last two weeks. He's available in 81% of Yahoo leagues out there. John Daigle, what's the what's the confidence feeling in, in picking up Kevin Balazs this week, Daigle? It's actually going to become very confident as wow. opposed to last week, which perhaps he was worth a speculatory ad, but you still couldn't start him. Troy Man Pope was back for this game, and the way the snaps worked were Balazs got 46 
Joshua Kelly got 17 and Pope didn't play a single snap. He went back to being a special team player like he was at the beginning of the year. And now we've seen that Blage's uh, 23 touches this past week were the second most of any Chargers running back all year. And it's the fourth most the past two weeks, only behind James Robinson, who has 50, Derrick Henry has 41, and then whatever Dalvin Cook finishes with. That's 40 touches the past two weeks for Kalen Balazs. And Justin Jackson was moved to injured reserve midweek, meaning he's still going to be out the next two games and friendly matchups against the Packers and Bills. Oh, I'm sorry, Jets and Bills. Yes. And then if he misses further time, it's the Falcons and Patriots. So yep. for the next month, if Belage even stays not a bell cow, but a workhorse getting 15 plus touches, honestly, he's an RB2. He really is. Man. And then looking at him on the field, though, Daigle, the eye test, I would say, is not kind to Kellen Belage, but it no. really doesn't matter because one, defenses know that Justin Herbert is their best offensive asset, right? But also, it's a little nerve-wracking for those of us, the viewers, that are impartial to the Chargers at all, that Justin Herbert went out there and said that Anthony Lynn's game plan heading into the game against the Dolphins was to run on early downs. Well, if you pick up Kalen Balazs, that's positive news. But any of us that want the entertainment factor and positivity and optimism around the Chargers, that that is not a, a good thing. But that just... I think reinforces your opinion here that Kalen Balazs is among the top ads this week. And if it changes, Balazs, of course, got six targets this past week. So that will give him even more upside. And it's all relative, remember. Perhaps in a different year, we are not speaking so highly of Balazs. But this year, like we're ranking Wayne Gallman as an RB2, who is basically just an anagram for Jordan Howard, right? Because he's not doing anything but scoring <laughs> touchdowns on the goal line. But it's still important this year because there are so many injuries and absences. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. All right, next on the list is one I'm excited about, Daigle. In that same game, Savan Ahmed, mm-hmm. who in some ways has kicked Jordan Howard to the curb. It wasn't his doing. But I would say his play has done that because his play on the field as an undrafted running back is is explosive. It's quick. It's swift. It's fast. He is looking like a legitimate NFL ball carrier. I would say Daigle in the mold of someone like Boston Scott. Does that ring true to you as well? Similar. To me, it kind of looked like not this is going to get taken way out of context. Yeah, do it. Do it. 
the way he ran, it looked like Adrian Peterson. Honestly, okay, well, that's, just, that's, just because that's the wild. shoulders the shoulders were block style, and he only moves from that waist down. That that's how I saw it. He also like slides forward, uh, kind of like Lamar Jackson. So not to compare him to Lamar Jackson <laughs> and Adrian Peterson, <laughs> but. Dang that's it. my film take, by the way. That's why I don't talk film on the podcast. The, 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 this is we need to get you a session in, in the Rotopat lab. Talk to me more about Ahmed because he is someone, again, we have seen Miles Gaskin earlier in the season look good as a feature back. We thought that maybe Matt Burita, when Miles Gaskin went down, would get that workload, but my, Matt Burita still has not been able to get into this backfield. He's still injured. And again, I don't know if a team and someone like Brian Flores, who is absolutely the coach that if someone is performing well, they're not going to take them off the field can stop giving this many touches to Ahmed. And the usage was there 44 or 58 snaps for Ahmed, 84% of the team's running back carries the team's only running back target and ran around on 56% of two is dropbacks in this game with three touches inside the 10 yard line. And now that Howard was waived on Monday, it is only Deandre Washington who played four snaps on Sunday as a non-factor, and Patrick Laird, who we know is mainly the backup third down running back. So there is still a chance that Miles Gaskin comes back and plays the, you know, 84% of the team's workload as he was doing previously, but Ahmed at least has one, maybe two more games to prove he can be the guy that keeps Gaskin shelled for an extended period. So I think you're at least going to get two safe starts with him, uh, and that's why you're picking him up here. Let's now talk about Jalen Rager, available in 74% of Yahoo Leagues. I feel like we've talked about Jalen Rager at least sometime in the last two or three weeks. Uh, look, I thought Travis Fulgham was going to retain his target percentage. That doesn't seem to be the case so far. And I think Dallas Goddard will only get even more involved. But Jalen Rager, while we got so excited heading into the season, Daigle, that he was going to have a starting role in this offense, that he was lining up for basically every single alignment, He's now seeing a lot of snaps and just returning to this lineup once again. He has come back, and I genuinely don't know. When I listened to the recap pod, shout out to us, and I, I tried <laughs> to find out if it was because Travis Fulgham, the one catch on five targets, right, was because of James Bradbury, what's going on. Um, we still don't have quite the information. It sounds like Bradbury kind of moved around a little bit. He did. But either way now, the fact is two games into Jalen Rager's return, and he has one more target and one more end zone target than Travis Fulgham. So perhaps he has cut into Fulgham's target share that was teetering above 25%, and now they are equal time. And remember, this team just opened up Zach Ertz's 21-day practice window, and that's not to say that Zach Ertz uh, is going to come back and be a factor. It's to say that they're gonna he's going to come back potentially in the next couple of weeks, run more 12 personnel heavily, and so that it's only – Fulgham and Rager on the field and no longer Greg Ward and whatever minimal snaps they want to give Alshon Jeffrey. So I just think Rager is here to stay. And that's why we're picking him up. If you need like a wide receiver, low end wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Browns, Seahawks and Packers are the next three games for Jalen Rager. I mean, even the biggest optimist can say that this Eagles offense isn't close to what we expected it to be. Um, while Carson Wentz, maybe progressing a little bit in the right direction this season compared to where he was earlier this year. Dago, I don't know if there's a name that you can line up and your fantasy roster ahead of each week, other than maybe Miles Sanders right now, who just, you know, was on the wrong end of regression this past weekend. 
and say like, oh yeah, I'm really confident to start him. I mean, Dallas Goddard is someone I, I, I want to work out in the next seven weeks. And I think that you can still have the potential in your head that maybe he's a top five option based on how the season mm-hmm. started. But, you know, we, we, I was so excited for this to be Deshaun Jackson, Jalen Rager offense, and it's anything but that this year. And the blame does go to Carson Wentz. That's yeah. why it's an issue suggesting the team's second receiver, maybe the team's first receiver. But, of course, Goddard's still in the mix. I'm still starting Goddard every week. Uh, he left for an extended period in this game and still finished with six targets. And, again, remember, has now played over 85% of the snaps in back-to-back games. Or if you throw in the game before he hit the bye as well. So he's still a tight end one, in my opinion. But other than him and Miles Sanders, you're right. No one really with confidence, even though I still want to roster the athleticism and the matchups you mentioned for Jalen Rager. I feel like there are more offenses like that in the NFL this year than ever before. Like I just want zero pieces of X, Y, and Z QRS, TUV teams all season long, which is, which is so uncommon to me. Okay. Let's close out this list with Michael Pittman. I believe that's the name you want me to write down. Michael Pittman available in 90% of Yahoo leagues out there. Speaking of offenses that are not coming into the form that we expected them to, uh, right now with the Colts wide receivers, I mean, sure. T.Y. Hilton, I think got like almost a season high in, in yards and targets and receptions last week, but it was still a dud. Uh, Michael Pittman is the one that is adding some explosive element to that offense right now. Take T.Y. Hilton getting a near a season high yardage is like being the tallest person in a room full of short people. It doesn't matter whatsoever. Uh, T.Y. Hilton returned from injury, of course, and continued his season-long streak of not having 70 yards or a touchdown in any game, which tells you exactly where we stand with T.Y. Hilton. Meanwhile, though, Michael Pittman recorded team highs in routes run, targets, and red zone targets, and he went over 100 yards with a 20-yard carry to boot. Uh, a short Average depth of target, 6.8 yards, which makes his floor safe as well. The difference is he's more explosive than T.Y. Hilton, so he can turn up field. So I think it's actually a trustworthy option. Everyone's trying to roster the right Colts running back, right, uh, down the stretch since their schedule's easy over the next month. But we're never going to get that right because it's going to come down to who is the best play in the first two series. And then that person, like it was Naheem Hines this past week, is going to lead the backfield on touches. We're never going to get it right. Um, Whereas Michael Pittman can easily separate himself every single week like he did on Thursday from the rest of this group of wideouts. So I think he is a trustworthy option with this easy schedule upcoming. I like that. like that a lot. All right. We got a couple more minutes. John Daigle hit us with the deep cuts. Jameis Winston, an easy one because the Saints play the Falcons twice and Broncos over the next three games, which is the amount of time Breeze is expected to miss. But that's not the deep cut. The deep cut is Taysom Hill because he has tight end eligibility on ESPN. And Taysom Hill matched Alvin Kamara and, and carries this past week. And I would much rather take that honestly, as a top 10 tight end option over the rest of these guys, we are just trying to start. We're trying to start Tyler Higby and Mike Gesicki and any other name you can mention that's not Travis Kelsey pretty much. I'm just going to go Taysom Hill. It's a much safer option in these terrific matchups. Uh, Washington trailed 24 to three, as we saw in the first half. And Logan Thomas, negative game script, of course, but ran 62 routes on Alex Smith's 63 dropbacks and now has back-to-back games with six targets. So I'd probably start Taysom Hill over him, honestly, but you can go to Logan Thomas if need be. Recall that Calvin Ridley is coming out of the bye with an injury. We Mm -hmm. don't know his status just yet. And remember that it was Olamide Zacchaeus 
who stepped up for 101 yards and a touchdown next to Julio Jones on the boundary. So that would be the pickup if Ridley misses more time. Uh, John Brown goes into his bye now with an ankle injury. We'll know more about that probably by the end of the week. But remember Cole Beasley now, two games this year without John Brown, 16.7 fantasy points per game in those two starts. Also, Brown leaves on Sunday against the Seahawks, and not the Seahawks, the Cardinals. And Beasley, of course, explodes for 100 yards and a touchdown. And then we have not seen the true Browns offense the past two games for them because they've been playing in tornadoes with sustained 30-mile-an-hour wind and gusts that exceed that. But the fact is Rashad Higgins has still only ran three fewer routes than Jarvis Landry in that time. Jarvis Landry has received the targets. I understand that. But it's because Rashad Higgins has the highest depth of target, uh, 13 yards on that entire team, and so he's the deep threat. I still think there is deep league flex value uh for Rashad Higgins, and I say that as my wife leaves me. So, <laughs> All right. And if you want more information on any of those names that John Daigle mentioned over the course of the last 21 minutes, go on over and check out his column, which is up on the site almost right now, about 1 or 2 Eastern on Tuesday. All right, Dags, we'll be back on Wednesday evening with Pat and Denny, and then Thursday evening with myself, you, Hayden, and Pat. For the game by game preview show. All right, everyone, thank you so much for tuning into this. Thanks for sticking us with us through 11 weeks of the NFL mm-hmm. season. We're still working. We're almost there, Daigle. Almost We're almost there. there. All right. Up to Villa. Talk to y'all soon. Up See you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.